it was just super steep and i just remember it being like incredibly hot i just was like i hated it i hated that dude i did too (laughs) (laughs) i dude literally in one of my videos that that last climb up to where the east meets the west i'm literally like i'm swearing and i'm like every climb on the ct east is just up and then down and then up and then down and i'm like what are we in the freaking east coast over here what dude (laughs) I questioned my ability as a hiker in this. I was just like, I suck at hiking. I don't know. (laughs) Today, we're getting into a podcast on the Colorado Trail. This was actually an interview with my good buddy, Scooter, who also did the Colorado Trail. This is actually a podcast episode from his podcast, but he interviews me, if that's not confusing enough. If if you're listening and you want to know a little bit more about the Colorado Trail, this is a podcast with two people that have done it before. So super valuable. There was also a podcast episode about Scott's time on the Colorado trail that I interviewed him for on his podcast. So I'll link that in the show notes. But if you have any other questions about the Colorado trail that we don't cover, let us know. Here we go. There's the voice. All right. So I have Chad Lubinsky with us and actually Chad's been on the podcast a few times, but before you didn't have a trail name do you have a trail name now scratch scratch i like it do you what's the story with scratch well and we'll probably get into it in the on the ct but basically i got like the worst rash for two and a half weeks on the ct and i couldn't get off trail to get it like fixed or anything uh basically i didn't you know i was going through the first 100 miles i picked it up somewhere there and i thought it was like you know i thought it was like mosquito bites or something like that right but dude it just kept spreading further and further down my leg right and before i know it i'm scratching like all night long you know what i mean like one of those things yeah and so i'm trying to like get hydrocortisone from other hikers on the trail that i'm passing so i'm getting like a little hydrocortisone here a little hydrocortisone there you know so i like this like real tiny ration um, and finally, I actually uh, linked up with someone that from TikTok. I sent her a message, and she lived near Buena Vista, and hitched me in at the Avalanche Trailhead, got me into BV, and I saw the doctor there. Couldn't find my insurance card for the longest oh, time. Oh no! And it was just this like whole thing, but um, got it taken care of, dude. And after that, it was like two days, and it was like gone. <laughs> it was great. What was it like? Uh, what's that called? I don't know. Poison ivy, dude. It was like. Yeah, some kind of oil like that, that Yuri shawl or something okay. like that oil um, is what I think it was. I think it was poison sumac. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like I don't know how, how common it is up there, but that's that's kind of what I thought it was. So and I, because what I think happened is I cowboy camp my first night up at okay. Bear Creek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, I got in so late I couldn't see. So I just threw everything up, you know, and. I think that's where I got it. <laughs> I was yeah. rolling around and freaking, yeah. Well, there's a lot of brush on that uh, one side of the river. It's kind of crazy. Um, and then you yes. get over the other side and just a desert. So it's kind of weird. Yes. Yeah. And it was weird, like, cause I think I had it in my sleeping bag too, which they say uh, is very common on the AT with people getting stuff in their sleeping bag and then they can't wash their sleeping bag. It's like, you oh, know how man. much of a pain, pain in the ass that is in real life. Yeah. That's a nightmare. I don't, so, I wouldn't know what to do. I would just, I don't know. <laughs> I'd get a new sleeping bag. I, didn't, I don't know what I'd do. I don't know. I, you couldn't take the time to, well, I guess you could go to the house. I hate washing my sleeping bag. It takes forever for it to dry out um, properly. 
Yeah, terrible. Dude. Can you imagine that on trail? You're just like, oh my! You'd have to take like four zeros in a row. <laughs> I've seen people do it, and they hang up their. They must have synthetic. I mean, they've yeah. got to have synthetic to be washing their stuff. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, mine's a down. So, no yeah. Go. <laughs> Good luck doing that. But so, so you got in the CT. What? When did you start? I started June 30. I tried to create an itinerary like you and your buddy did, which yeah. was badass by the way like good job on that because it oh, was well, thanks you you guys crushed it we did it a little bit quicker um yeah yeah how many how many days was it again didn't 19 days but we yes. had already done the at too so i mean like we i mean you did the jmt but i think like once you do something longer you get your trail legs a little bit more um but i could yeah. be wrong i don't know um, the, a little a little faster yeah yeah so i was 22.25 days because i don't count yeah like because it was a 0.25 day because i got dropped off at like 5 p.m at, at yeah. the trailhead when i flew in so that's when a lot of people stop right oh right for the, yeah no, for day yeah <laughs> Dude, you're telling me man the first this is a good tip to anybody that wants to hike the ct the first 100 miles of the ct it is so hard to find a camp spot before like and if you're after five six o'clock good freaking luck dude because i mean there it's crazy out there so yeah there had to be so the snow year it wasn't terrible because you if you could leave it june 30th did you experience any snow none 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 whatsoever i don't think i ever i think i walked through snow out of breckenridge at uh that one pass up there but like for like three steps maybe damn Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was fine. There was actually a matter of fact, it was actually fires were starting up in the middle of my, um, in my hike smoke from Cali and Oregon and all that kind of stuff. And I thought I was starting it soon enough to where it wouldn't, that wouldn't be a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I did it like that. So yeah, this fires this last season were absolutely terrible. I mean, there was like, there was just a boulder fire again, like uh, a few weeks ago that's Um, wild yeah yeah it's pretty gnarly um but other than smoke like there was like no fire like immediately near you nothing immediate i think there was one um i think there was one a little bit further north but it didn't affect me so it was fine yeah Mm -hmm. well but i i will say i did get hitched out to salida at one point because i had to get different shoes yeah and I, i was coming back and dude it was like you couldn't see like a quarter mile from the smoke dang dude it was so bad like i was like double masked like you know your covid man i was like literally double masked and like you have to get up to where you know the ct meets or the uh the east meets the west right in there and like dude just it was just socked just socked in i'm like dude i don't want to hike in this for like another terrible for your lungs too that's the thing it's like it's not like a grind anymore it's like long-term health yeah you know well, you did 22 days is that's very, very fast. It was decent. I didn't want to get fired from work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, ha- you had to finish at a certain point. Yeah. Kind of. Cause I kind of, it was, it was an arm and a leg to try to get this much time off, but mm-hmm. I'd rationalized that, you know, because it was COVID and all that, and we were working remote that this would be my only time to do it. So that is, I took the opportunity and they were cool with it. Boss is pretty cool. They, they're pretty outdoorsy. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. 
what did, how did you, what did you do to finish that quick? Like, did you have a, like per day you had a plan or what were you doing? Yeah, I always kind of like, and I know for a lot of through hikers, they hate planning, but I'm like, I'm like kind of a planner. I like having a rough, like, like a, like a backstop with things. So like I created an itinerary and I'm like, okay, here's where I I need to be day. Right. Yeah. Or like, um, you know, this is how many miles or whatever day, whatever, this is where I should roughly be or whatever. And so that's what I created. And that's what I had with me. And so I was pretty much on point with all that, except for when I had to keep getting hitched into BV. And then when I had to get hitched into Slida, that knocked me back. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I think I would have finished before, like quite, you know, earlier than my itinerary. Um, but yeah, for me, it's like, I kind of just like having that roadmap, you know, yeah. like where, where should I be at and resupply stuff too, especially because I do not want to run out of food. So so did you just, cause actually that's really helpful. Cause I, I'm the opposite where I'm not a big planner. And so I think yeah. it helps for people to hear people who are more like, I guess you'd say type A or whatever people right. who are more of a planner. Mm-hmm. I think that's helpful. What did you use? You just utilize uh, far out, which is formerly known as gut hook. Yeah. <laughs> far out. Right. What do you think about that name change? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I understand they're trying to be more inclusive to like other communities that don't necessarily use trail names i don't know if they necessarily needed to but i guess far out i'm not sure man i'm 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 kind of indifferent but i'm i do miss gut hook just because i like i like the same stuff i don't know i don't want change what what do you think yeah i think gut hook's a way better name <laughs> yeah do you yeah. Do, you do marketing though uh i did i had one post that they okay so here's here's one thing yeah, so I had like one post where um, they had uh, paid me to do a like a sponsored post or whatever. Oh, um, nice! Yeah, yeah, and it was it was pretty cool. Now, and I know this is on a podcast, so <laughs> but I think this is like good to hear for like people that like creators that are up and coming. Is there's like certain companies that you'll work with, and it's very transactional, meaning you do a post for them and then you never hear it from back from them again. Oh, interesting. it's like this big build up, build up, build up, whatever, 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 whatever. Okay. Post on this, da, 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 boom. And then you just never hear back from them. And I, you know, at first when I was starting in, getting into the space, I was like, Oh, okay. Like I, um, I, I guess I didn't really realize that. Um, but then I started seeing a pattern in it and that was a case like that. And it kind of, I was like, ah, like I don't really, I, it was kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't feel very good. So I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, yeah. but yeah, that, that, that can't feel very, very good to have that happen. Um, especially yeah. something that's, I don't know, it started out being trail community ask. Um, yeah. It's, it's a weird. And so like, I don't, you know, and I get it from them cause they want to get as many in front of many, as many eyes as they, as they can. So they want to try to get as many creators as they can, cause they all have their own separate audiences you know, but, you know, like I did a thing for Arctic and it was, you know, I did whatever I posted, blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, a couple of weeks later, they just sent me like a little care package or whatever, you know, which That's was, nice. I thought was like pretty cool like that. So any brands out there that might be listening like that, <laughs> that goes a long way with how we like your reputation, I guess, at least in the influencer, or like creator world or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. No, I guess. Th- yeah. And that's, I wonder if Far Out's just like in the process of growing so much that they're just like yeah. so focused on growth. 
they Could just be. released like a new kayak thing and i don't know maybe they're just like it's gotten out of their hands a little bit too much because i yeah i don't know I, that's that's what i like to hope because i still really like got yeah. far oh, out yeah. guides um yeah they kind of I mean, have it's... the monopoly on the yeah. world <laughs> it's it's yeah i mean hands down best app for sure like yeah i'll never not use that for sure yeah I mean, it's, it's a great app yeah i mean that's really how you can uh, plan those itineraries so far out like i just can't yeah. imagine can you imagine trying to figure out like water and oh my god that would be the hardest part water and stuff like that yeah and that's when i'd be like carrying like four liters a lot of times like, it'd be like I, and i'd be so heavy i wouldn't want to do it um and just kills your mileage and yeah yeah yeah, it's been yeah the water especially yeah. is good so did you use any other like guidebook or use the facebook group <laughs> the facebook group was nice um <laughs> the facebook group yeah <laughs> i have my own opinion on facebook groups yeah, again, yeah. but yeah um I don't know if you want me to get into that. Yeah, well, no, let's, let's get into that. Actually, I was because that's one of the questions I had because you had that silly encounter. Um, and for people who haven't heard what 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 happened, or maybe in multiple too. Yeah, I just sound like a curmudgeon, but yeah, so like <laughs> freaking yeah, no, no, I just you know right before the CT I left and I had typed in a post and I was just like, hey, just wondering, um, you know, how frequent or how common is it to run into trail magic out here? Is it frequent? You know, cause from the JMT, there was zero trail magic, like nothing, never. I mean, you don't see anybody oh, out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just didn't know, like, what's the trail magic culture out there. That's literally what I was saying. I was like, Hey, start date, June 30. Can't wait, whatever. And then, you know, you get those baby boomers that are on there that have hiked <laughs> the trail back in 1984 and are like, you know, giving you this whole rundown of like why you shouldn't expect trail magic. And it's a stupid question and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they just, it's like this big philosophical, like comment back to me. And I'm just like, bro, I just want to know <laughs> if like, I have to carry as much food as I think that I need to or not like, or, you know, and so, and that's just kind of been a common theme in Facebook groups sometimes just, I just kind of see that. And I made that post or like a, a TikTok on it for my Instagram and a lot of women comment on it. And they're like, dude, we get this all the time from like those guys that are like 50 years old, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What, what are they doing? Like, I don't <laughs> get it. Like that's why I made jokes about Randy, but like, I just feel like it's a Randy just like getting on Facebook and just like, I don't understand. Where does he get off? Like, what's he doing? Huh? dude same uh, yeah i don't know i mean it's just like it's like yeah dude i get you hiked the trail before like sick you know yeah. what i mean well like, and then that's kind of like weird that like you're even like still in the group to like peruse around like i don't know like i hiked the ct and now i'm not really like in the group that much like i'll occasionally look at it but it's not like i'm sitting there like no yeah it's not really reliving the high school glory days like that's kind of what it's like dude that's um, what it is right there you nailed it that's what it is yeah it's just man i don't know <laughs> just move on who cares yeah and, it's so it's hilarious but it makes sense like your question is like that, that's how people think regardless right. of who you are like you're just like being playing logistics and so if you can carry less food then why not ask like people do the same thing with the whites and the at and like i don't know it's just like you want to know the trail magic situation so you can like water carries too it's just like a yeah. very common question yeah because it i mean if like not that you you should ever rely on trail magic right yeah, like i mean yeah. yeah that's 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 definitely true but like 
it is good to know that you might have like a buffer between some sort of sections or whatever. Right. And that you might have like maybe a surplus of food. And that's, just, I don't know. It's just a good, yeah, it's just good to know. I don't know. It's just part of the strategy. Like you're saying, like, how yeah. am I going to plan this out? So, or maybe I want something to look forward to. Maybe I'm fucking it, just miserable right now. And I want to <laughs> look forward to something. Come on, help me out. Dude, freaking exactly. You know what? You know, the trail magic I never ran into was actually, no, never mind. Now that I say that I did, but um, was the cow, I call it the cow pie section or the cow pad. Oh section my God. Pie. Yeah. Bro, that, that section was rough. I wasn't ready for that one, but the old Sawyer squeeze, you talk about a good product. <laughs> That thing, I did not bring two filters or anything or, you know, yeah. maybe like some, I probably, if I would have known more about that section, I would have brought like some tabs or something just for that section, but mm-hmm. whew, I got lucky there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty long too. Like it is. for those that don't know, it's like literally you're going through like these cow ranges, like these fields with just cows and cows. I was honestly, I was a little afraid of them. I was afraid of the cows. Like, I don't know what to do in that situation. It's hard to look big for, for a cow. Like, and then you feel silly. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's so true, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, that section was really interesting, man. Um, yeah, it sounds like most people do get, like, some at least clean water from, a, from trail magic around there quite frequently. So, like, that's something good to know, dude. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I was fortunate because it was a big snow year, so there's a lot of snow melt still. But like, I can imagine like that would be very dry section um, without yeah. that. You know, that actually sparks my memory to that story you told me about running out of water. Where you oh yeah, were like Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah, on that one yeah on that one section the the what is it that is it section three or something whatever the one right after the bridge almost ran out of water going back to the bridge the opposite oh, way, going north Nobo. It- to from the fire station yeah from i was uh, like a mile or two past the fire station but yeah from the fire station because i filled up there to uh yeah from the fire station further i died it must have been hot out because that would you would have been going downhill right for the most part yeah that's why i thought it was gonna be no problem but yeah Mm because i I started i didn't know i was gonna hike back that day because we had plans to go forward still and then i decided to hike back like the 31 miles out to rescue my friends and so it was already it was nine when i left and so that's pretty late in the day so like I yeah yeah at a terrible time like it was just like heat of the day when i was hiking through the desert which you know is a lot of times because you probably get asked this too but like people are like hey like how many miles do you hike a day or whatever you especially see you know going back to the facebook group people right i'll come back to this in a second but <laughs> I was actually, it was my first trail magic and it was right outside of we we still weren't up to Breck yet. It was like two days out of Breck. Oh, we were at, um, some, Oh, Kenosha pass above the oh, trail yeah, yeah. there. And I was like telling this guy, I was like, yeah, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to uh Breck in two days or a day and a half or something like that. And he's like, Oh, he's like, good luck. Oh my. And I'm just like, dude, I'm going to, you know, and, um, but going back to like uh, 9 a.m. a lot of people will ask me they're like well how do you like how do you hike so many miles and it's like well I get up early because you can hike it's a lot easier to hike in the cooler weather from like mm-hmm. five to six or whatever and then by the time nine comes around now it's like actually like yeah like you're saying it's getting kind of hot you slow down quite a quite a bit but 
Yeah, no, exactly. And or and then if you don't want to do that, then you just know you're gonna have to night hike, which a lot it's not very fun for most people. It's easier to just start early in the morning, I think. That's right, because you that's right. You're a night hiker. I mean I because I can't get up in the morning. So I'm like I'm that's like right. not very the best with a lot of advice because I just do things a little bit weird, I guess. But yeah, I, I just would rather hike at night. Um That's cool and, though. Yeah. I don't know how smart it is. I don't I don't know. It's because like at, if you hike in the morning, you know the light's coming. If you hike at night you know it's just gonna get darker so you did know. see that mountain lion you did see a mountain lion that was scary too yeah um did you see any uh but i mean dusk and dawn like i mean that's a good time to see a lot of wildlife you see yeah. have any bad wildlife encounters no not uh oh actually i saw a bear my first literally my first hour out of <laughs> waterton canyon dude it was right past the dam right there and i'm just oh, like dang. Doo, doo, doo. and i'm like dang what is that cross the river right there onto the road right in front of me i'm like it kind of looks like a moose because i only saw the front half yeah it gets up on the bank and i'm like oh okay shit. <laughs> so I'm like hey bear and i'm like yelling or whatever and it kind of like looks at me real string beanie thing and then it goes up the canyon and it like does some class five rock climbing up the thing and out of sight but that was the only thing other people saw moose on the trail i never saw anything so but dang. coyotes heard coyotes and all that kind yeah of stuff. Yeah. It seemed like you hiked with a lot of people. Did you have like a trail family? No, did- actually I dude, I was mostly solo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was mostly solo. In fact, I had like 4 days where I just like I barely saw anybody. I don't think I saw anybody going my way. And then I saw like 3 people going the opposite way. It was really it was super weird. And then I was actually through that cow section around in there. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you had a similar experience to CT as I did. Cause I also felt like I didn't see many people. Um, mm-hmm. But did you just see a bunch of people in town? Did you see anybody? Am I just like, I'm making this up that you're with other hikers at some point. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, the first hundred miles to Breck, tons of people. I mean, okay. ton, tons and tons of yeah. people after that definitely thins out mm-hmm. by like a substantial amount. Don't you think? I would, I would, yeah, I totally agreed. Like I didn't see anybody past the, like not many people past the first few days. I felt like I didn't see many people. Yep. Nope. I, uh, yeah. So I didn't have, I never, yeah, I didn't have a trail. I would only hike. I like, I hiked with someone like for like one day and then our things would be different or they get, were getting off or blah, blah, blah. And, and that's just kind of how it shook out, unfortunately. Cause, but I do like hiking with people. It was, I guess, yeah, that's right. So I guess I was seeing, I didn't have like a trail family, but I kept meeting different people, like different days type of thing, especially okay. kind of a little bit towards the end, Yeah, which, which was kind of going on, um, which, yeah. So like planning this year's kind of adventure, I, the Wind River High Route. Oh, and, you're doing it, man. Yeah. It's exciting. Yes, dude. I think you'd really like I want to do it so bad. Yeah. It's awesome. It looks sick. So and I'm actually, so I'm going to go with a couple of buddies that I know from around here up in Washington. So I think that'll be a good time. I mean, it's a lot easier to film other people. <laughs> so yeah. 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 But I think you did a good job filming yourself. Um, so, I mean, I think it's hard also just to go back to you not hiking people because people are worried about not meeting people and starting the trail. I think also you're going a little bit quicker too. And when you go fast, I think it's hard 100%. to meet people. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, like if yeah, especially like, and if I had a flexible itinerary, I could be like, oh, I'll get off with you for the yeah. half a day or the day or whatever. And I was really tempted to do that a lot of times, but I just was like, dude, I'm kind of behind now because of the 
what was going on with my legs and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, you're, no, you're totally right. Did you have an issue with your legs or just like, just hurting from hiking? Just that, just that rash. Oh, the rash. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> just that freaking rash, man. I got to send you a picture of it. It was so gnarly. Like I thought I was going to have scars, like somehow Dang. they like tanned through, but it was, dude, it was so bad. When I, when I watch the videos back, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, that would be tough to sleep too. I mean, that, and you need Sucked. sleep. Yeah, oh, it's it sucked, dude. And it, you just it was pop like, like a bunch of antihistamines and fall asleep. Dude, I was just trying to jam, do the hydrocortisone, and then I picked okay. up some CBD and saliva, and that helped a lot. <laughs> was <laughs> it was, oil that you put on the actual like salve kind of stuff, or you just like we're no, doing? No, it was just like the dropper in your mouth. Okay. Oh yeah, some like tincture stuff. It was, yeah, it was freaking awesome, dude. It's from O'Ray or something, but it was great. Um. But yeah, I mean, after that, that was kind of when the steroid cream, the actual like souped up version was kicking in. So that was, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice. But the other thing was, and I don't know, um, this really helped me was when I was in Lake City, I stayed at a hotel there and the, the owner actually gave me some, uh, oh, some lotion actually for my legs because they were still itching. Yeah, I think it was because it was a combination of the dryness from the CT, but also like the steroid cream and dude, that worked wonders as well. So I don't know, like that might be a hack for me coming up into like maybe some other higher elevation hikes. Oh yeah. Just to bring a little bit of that or something just in case. No, that's for sure. Like, especially if you're not used to the dryness out here, it's pretty damn dry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's one thing with the CT that I didn't realize. Remember I texted you or uh, Instagrammed you and I was like, bro. I was like, what, like, because the first hundred miles, I'm like, oh, like, this is kind of like just trees and desert. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, it gets better. Don't worry. Did you think, did you think it got better? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. No, you were totally right. Yeah, it does. Like, I think especially when you get up to like Breck, like that's when it's like, okay, it's like mm-hmm. just getting to Breck and then it's like, all right, mm-hmm. um, smooth. And then actually, I mean, if you do collegiate East, then you get back to that stuff again. Um, you did, did you do yes. East or West? Yeah, I did East because yeah. of the, just because of the time, but you did yeah. East too, didn't you? I did yeah. East as well. Yeah, I thought the East was similar to the first hundred as well. It was just super steep. And I just remember it being like incredibly hot. I just was like, I hated it. I hated I, that. Dude, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I Dude, literally in my, one of my videos, that, that last climb up to where the East meets the West, oh. I'm literally like, I'm swearing and I'm like, every climb on the ct east is just up and then down and then up and then down and i'm like what are we in the freaking east coast over here what dude i questioned my ability as a hiker and the i was just like i suck at hiking i don't know (laughs) i'm terrible i don't know what to do like yeah dude it was it was brutal it was brutal i mean it's hard like when it's yeah it's that type of terrain but then it's also like kind of boring you know what i mean like it's just you're not really inspired by what was going on around you. There's, I like the open spaces, you know, once mm-hmm. you get above tree line and stuff and there just wasn't like any of that. So <laughs> yeah. But then when you get the Southern part, like past that, it's really pretty. Um, yeah. The San Juans are dope. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that you felt like that? Cause I saw you did run into a lot of thunderstorms. It seemed like, <sighs> what did you do to deal with that? Well, uh... Well, I'll tell you what I'll do now because <laughs> I think yeah. I kind of screwed it up a little bit because I got caught in the biggest one about two days before finishing. And basically, like, I got up to the top of this crest and, like, 
it had been thunderstorming like every, you know, every single day, it, it pretty much, it's monsoon season. So every single day it will thunderstorm. And basically I would get, um, you know, either under a tree with my raincoat and I also, I had my Tyvek sheet. So I would put that like over me or over my bag. That was kind of cool, but that was like when it wasn't like too bad or anything. And then other times I would just keep walking it, you know, it'd be fine. But that one, that second to last day, dude, this thing descended on me like hellfire <laughs> this thing came on me it was sleet all this i was above tree line i was running as fast as i could to tree line and i finally get to tree line and i just pop underneath this tree and i got my raincoat on it's the frog togs and i got my tyvek underneath or over me and i'm just sitting there and i'm thinking this thing's gonna pass and it's just thunder lightning thunder lightning rain the rain starts saturating the tree and the water's just all on me you know and then so I start shivering I'm just I'm so cold and I'm like dude what do I do right now like yeah like do I just keep walking to get you know keep myself warm what do I do so I'm sitting I'm sitting I'm sitting and my raincoat's soaking through everything's wet dude and I'm just like dude I gotta keep going because like I am so cold right now just you know just chattering and so I start going and I'm like, I'm going downhill and I'm like, shoot, this isn't helping, you know? <laughs> and so like, I stop underneath another tree, can't feel my hands, whatever. I start going uphill and the storm passes finally. It was probably two hours, dude. And you talk to anybody that was from there, um, from that region. They were like, dude, the storms this year have been, the duration has just been insane. Pretty much Damn. just hours. So anyway, I'm starting to, I go up, I go up the mountain getting a little bit warmer I try to like with my hands I'm trying to like button up my shirt I can't button my shirt up man my hands don't work so if anybody thinks they're going to start a fire in that situation good freaking luck yeah um just not gonna work uh so I fiddle with that forever finally towards the end I finally I camped right underneath Black Hawk Pass there and uh tried to get dry whatever so I was fine in the morning, but what I would do differently for me is I probably would have just set up my tent. I yeah. mean, you'd ha- you have to like, so that's what I would have done differently. I just didn't know I was going to stay there that long and I was going to get that soaked. So I don't, how did you guys mitigate it? I mean, I don't think we had any terribly long storms and we were able to just hike. Well, there was a one time, but I did end up setting up my tent. Um, just because I was like, we're in it for the long haul here. And so that's that one time I set up my tent for sure. Um, I can't remember if I've done it any other time. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. I think we just like hike through and then. Yeah. I definitely remember. I know we've had some very cold moments and I've had to do some pretty low stuff from storms, like sleep in like a pull out restroom, like a, you know, one of those like <laughs> uh, pit toilet restrooms. I've slept in one of those before because the rain classic dude. Yeah. Classic. So, I mean like, yeah, it's definitely, it's that's wise advice to like if you just as soon as you start feeling like you're getting soaked you just set up your yeah. tent and get your stuff dried out and like get yourself warm um because yeah. it, it's it's hard to once you're cold it's hard to warm yourself back up incredibly hard yeah and, and it's always kind of that game of because you've been there too i bet where it's like you, it starts raining you put your raincoat on stops raining so you're yeah. like god am i an idiot like so then yeah. you take it off and you walk a little bit it starts raining again you're like well i'm not gonna put it on now and then you get soaked or you know something like that and with the tent you're a little more fully committed but dude yeah if it looks like it's gonna stay for a long time and obviously i guess the only way you'd really get experience with that is just being in the mountains but like yeah set up the tent 
that's what well, I would do. It is like really dangerous too. And I think I've done stuff yeah. that's really stupid. So I, but I like being a, a hiking guide. Like I say, I give advice differently than something times. Like I don't follow my advice really, um, so true. <laughs> yeah. which is really dumb because you can just even taking my like first responders course, I know like how dangerous it is. Hypothermia comes on pretty quick and it's like I said, yeah, it's very hard to warm yourself back up and not realistic a lot of times in the backcountry to fully warm yourself back up. Yeah. And it's, you know, and, it, and you know, it only gets down to the fifties maybe, but yeah. that's cold when you're soaked to the bone. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And it drops like 20 degrees, just boom. And then actually getting something underneath you is really important too. So if you're going to sit down and you don't want to set your tent, maybe take out like a pad or something that you sit on. Cause you lose so much heat just sitting down on the ground. Um, yeah. So getting something underneath you is like really crucial the conduction right? a conduction yeah. man yeah i always i always forget if it's conduction or confection conduction is yeah. right yeah that makes sense that's a good one too yeah so anybody that's hiking that thing expect it which you know and they said for the the high route the uh wind river they're like it's a monsoon season typical of yeah see the colorado so i was telling um my buddies i was like all right we're gonna get up early and we're gonna get over these passes and then we're going to chill, like, you know, or whatever, because <laughs> yeah. like, this stuff, this, this is serious stuff, man, <laughs> especially when you're at, you know, especially in the San Juans, when you're at, when you're such a high elevation for oh, so, dude, like, oh, and then another time I had a thunderstorm at like 12 a.m. in the, oh, in the San Juans, dude, and I am, this is over by like that rocky road or whatever the heck where the sheep herders are, blah, blah, blah there's like this big deal about the sheep herders and it's like rock road. It's basically when you get out of Lake city, it's basically a day. It's basically the, um, CT high point around in there. That area. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Maybe a oh half yes. I know exactly. Okay. Maybe a half day past that. And dude, it was, that was my toughest day for sure. It was just up and down all these high passes. And I just camped in this freaking middle of nothing like I, you know like there's nothing around dude there's no cover and i was just like whatever you know i'm fine 12 a.m just boom boom and i'm like oh man terrified dude you know and, uh yeah anyway i ended up talking to a uh uh someone coming from durango that was like in the middle of that thing and she was just freaked out so yeah it's, it's a real thing <laughs> well you've been doing some pretty intense mountaineering stuff. It looks like, do you, have you been taking any course, any other courses or how did you prepare yourself for this sort of like mountaineering backcountry skiing stuff that you're doing? Yeah, that's a good question. Basic. Yeah. Well, we took a crevasse rescue class. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. In uh, September. So that's pretty complicated. So you have to like, actually like you go up there and you do it and then you got to like actually practice it at home. And I probably have forgotten most of it by now, but I think I could probably rig it back up. Maybe after. I got to do that here in a few months. So I actually like, really? what do you do? Yeah. So what do you, yeah. uh, so I hope nobody like the mountaineering community is really listening to this. Cause I'll probably <laughs> butcher this, Okay. okay. but there's like a Z pulley and a C pulley. And it's just like the, uh, ratio to, like bodies to the person that's in the crevasse and so like we learned the z pulley so it's two to one or it's okay. two people to one but it's actually i think a three to one like mechanical advantage or something and so basically you just have a shit ton of carabiners and you're hooking them and you know and you gotta have you gotta put in your uh anchor 
and all this type of stuff. And sure. then you basically just haul the person up. But yeah, it's pretty intense. Like you don't want to fall into a crevasse. No, no, that's scary. Yeah. So, so we did that. And then I've just been, you know, getting more experience. Let's just doing uh winter climbs honestly just like being in crampons and having an ice axe and you know doing that type of stuff and being comfortable on those slopes those higher angle slopes but then the same guy that did the crevasse rescue we actually are going to pay for him to guide us on this traverse in northern washington for like four to five days where you you summit some peaks and some of it's like rock climbing yeah over glaciers and stuff like that so it's gonna be pretty like dope and then he can actually like teach us rope stuff you know oh dang um, yeah dude like that's where i'm kind of more trending to i it just seems think like it dude it's so sick like watching this guy work like when he, dude and then to we actually didn't have a crevasse we were in we were in a uh an old avalanche uh debris field in september right and it was overhanging this lake so like the person that was in the crevasse was over the whatever but to get off of this thing he literally like dug a like picture like an alien head he throws a rope in the alien head hitches himself to it and then he repels us one by one off of this snow field into the like down to the rocks by the lake and i'm just like you may that's crazy stuff man you know so like that's where i want to get to i think that's awesome yeah, that's that's insane. Sorry, I put myself on mute too. I didn't mean to distract you. My dog Rex is having a nightmare. So <laughs> can you can you hear that right now? Uh, I could hear him a little bit. Yeah. No, okay. I love I love the old Rex dog. <laughs> He's having a nightmare right now. So I'm gonna mute and yell at him really quick and wake him up and I'll get back to the interview. He's probably like he's pro- yeah, he's probably like the mountaineers that are gonna be listening to this. Be like, <laughs> shut up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think you're still on mute. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All righty. That's so funny. That's so funny. Um, so in, in this, uh, I'll get on to things. Did you just hear him? Then? Is he <laughs> giving a little whine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, for this Wind River high route, are you going to have to use any sort of rope uh, stuff or like yeah, so preparing that's a, for that? That's a really good question. So no. So it's mostly third, it's mostly like the most technical spots are like third and fourth class. But I think it's, I think there's real minimal fourth class, but mostly third where you're just doing, you know, the bouldering and stuff like that, really. But the point, I guess, of a high route is to stay as high as you can without it getting technical. Oh, interesting. Right. So like Skirka, Andrew Skirka created the Wind River High Route with Buzz Burrell, I think. And they created it. Yeah. So like, you're basically going from Valley to peak, which is kind of how it has to be uh, Valley to peak, but you're staying still relatively high. And so you're going over different passes and things like that. And, and so, yeah, so it's just, it just links up like different peaks and ridges and stuff uh, to have like the most, I guess, effective route through like the heart of the wind river range. So looks sick, dude. Nice. That, that's kind of stuff I like. And for people that don't know, like the class four can get pretty hairy. Like if you're like afraid of heights, class four can be like, it's pretty close to like some yeah. people's limits. 
um, right. or it surpasses a lot of people's limits too. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, some people might choose to rope up for that stuff. I guess yeah. too, you know. Yeah. But like, that's the thing is, I don't really know that rope work yet, so <laughs> I, I don't really have an option. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it either. Um, yeah, yeah. Or do you, did you take any uh, avalanche stuff? Or you get? How do you uh, deal with avalanches? That's a good question too. So I actually got this book by Bruce Temper called Staying Alive in Avalanche Terrain, and I've read it twice, and it is so good, dude. I would say that, like it's equivalent to your uh, av- Avi one at least Mm -hmm. in terms of like the knowledge and stuff, like obviously like, I think I haven't done like where they showed me how to do like a snow pit or anything like that. I haven't been with anybody that does that, but like as far as knowledge and like facts and like what you need to watch out for, like great freaking book. And I feel, well, they always say in the book, like you feel very confident until some kind of accident happens and then your confidence just dies. (laughs) So, but like for the most part, I've really paid attention to like the Abby reports I think mm-hmm. that's super, like, I'll really, like, I really am kind of nerding out on those things. And like, I understand what they're saying now. Whereas last year I was just like, oh, it's green or it's yellow. Sweet. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you have like a probe and a beacon that you use? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. We bought those. Yeah. That was, those are expensive, but necessary. You know, they are. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, that's the stuff I sell at my shop and it's even crazy. Like you wouldn't stuff like shovels. You don't think about how. Um, there's so much technical aspects of just a shovel. Um, yeah. Which is crazy. Like, exactly. Like how you want to like pedal the snow rather than like dig it. Yeah. So you want to like, so you want to like pedal it off of them or whatever. And like the probe in and of itself is kind of weird. Like you're trying to strike the person. Interesting. Yeah, I've never actually used, I've, I've set it up and I've never actually used it in the snow. That's gotta be right. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, feel really flimsy. Like, I mean, I, I can't imagine like hard snow. Like how do you get enough force to push through? Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. I haven't used it on snow either. I've only put okay. it together in the house too. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I totally feel you. It feels like it shouldn't like work. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it's like one of those things, but <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. essentially for being able to know, it's like, it's like a super long, like I said, I think they say 270 feet yeah. is like the minimum you want. And it's like a long tent pole um that just continuously expands and connects um for 270 feet Um, right why don't 270 feet is that no it's is it 270 yards maybe two set might be 270 um inches or centimeters dude 270 feet that'd be a long fucking no i think it is it 270 inches oh fuck minus an idiot here 270 feet that's all that is a lot of feet dude and i said maybe yards too i'm like <laughs> i go to like miles it's 200 miles this is never ended it's like mary poppins bag dude jesus oh i don't know man miles yeah this guy i i, I, actually, I actually don't know 270 inches that just seems like because i guess i don't know enough i don't know how many inches i am well I, you gotta think like how deep are they gonna be buried um that makes it 270 <laughs> inches or 200, that makes a lot more. 270 feet. that's a lot of feet you know and that's <laughs> that's a very long pole yeah that, there would be no way to carry that too and like that's a lot that's that'd be incredibly heavy too i love it man that's so funny that would be <laughs> i can't i couldn't even set that up my store i don't know no, <laughs> That's a lot, of, you know, and oh it God. helps to know your feet from inches if you're going to be out there in that sort of terrain. Yeah, 
yeah that's for sure dude. <laughs> yeah so yeah but dude it's do you ski or anything or snowboard or anything I, i'm a big snowboarder and i uh Same. no i just yeah. do resort and then i i just got into i got some tele skis like some tele setup i have yet to get skin so i haven't done any backcountry stuff and then yeah i've gotten to nordic skiing this year yeah um but it's fun it's fun yeah, man. isn't it yeah, are you, do you have a split board? Are you rocking a split board? Yeah, I have the split, and God dang it, it's it. You know, it's a hell of a lot to get into it. Yeah, but I have had so much fun this year on it. It's totally nice. been worth it. Yeah, I've hands down recommend it, and I think it's a good way to like break up your hiking and your running and all that mm-hmm. impact, and just you're just skinning up, and then you know you're hiking. It I means like picture this: you're like hiking, you get to the summit or something, which is sick instead of walking down you get to put your shit together and then snowboard down <laughs> yeah that's pretty sick in like a quarter of the time it's so sick yeah it's great do you do you have any areas where you're going downhill just a little bit on the um split board when you're like it's split up like when you're walking yeah yeah sometimes yeah but not not usually but one thing we did get into last week or two weeks ago we went up to mount bailey summited that came down on our split but then we had to put on our then we had to take apart the split because it was like basically we were in the trees and it was really it was not much you know but we didn't put our skins back on so we were in skis basically oh, dang. Well, yeah. that was a nightmare because <laughs> we both can't ski so we're oh, like try- yeah, yeah you're trying to like freaking it's t- it's hard it's hard <laughs> Do- what were you falling a lot or like oh yeah do they oh, yeah. release your uh uh-uh. no, no you, you have bindings you, your snowboard bindings are your skis are into your your skis does it lift up like a tele ski when you're in your, that walk binding yeah yeah yep so you're like essentially in these like tele skis that aren't actually tele skis because the tele skis have the little thing where you push down on them and then they grip right or something um tele skis are just like a heel ski so it's just like your ski in walk mode i don't know why i keep saying it's just like your backcountry ski but just in walk mode but in ski mode it's also in walk mode right but you can like go down like a slope without it like yeah it's a different technique it's like uh you're mm-hmm. doing you're using like you're bending your knees more i don't know i i don't want to be talking about tele ski i don't know enough about it but it's a different technique um <laughs> all the mountaineers and tele skiers are gonna be on this podcast <laughs> shut up <laughs> and the avalanche guys oh 270 God, feet this guy's out. a moron my <laughs> boss and uh buyer they're on the like the head they're on the board of like missoula avalanche too so i hope they don't oh <laughs> Set, please send that clip to them oh my yeah. gosh and i'm selling probes too so you know <laughs> this is a good one dude 270 I'll, yards man yeah this will get you get you out of anything i'll have to tell people that at work tomorrow so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh but anyway yeah so uh so the only thing with yeah so the hard part about if you don't have the skins on is like you're like we you know you're going down and again, it's like you're skiing. So if you suck at skiing, it's quite difficult. But then when you're going back up, you don't have any grip. So yeah. you're kind of like, like doing this weird, like little waddle <laughs> weird thing. And sometimes you just chuck them things off and then just have to carry them up this like little tiny ass bump yeah. that you can't get over, you know? So. Damn. Yeah. I was disappointed. I thought I was going to pick up skiing a lot quicker than I did. And like the first time I went out, we just like, my buddy was like heading backcountry skis and we were going to do some stuff that like, I had no Abby. This is my first time on skis ever. And he's just like, there's no worry about Abby's and the stuff, but we'll go where people backcountry ski. I couldn't even climb up the first hill. 
I couldn't even get up the first hill. So we just turned around. We, we, we pulled up to go parking. I start climbing the first hill and I kept sliding down everything. And I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I just go home. Um, so we're going straight up or we're like, going straight up. Like my, I, yeah, it was, it was just too steep. And I had Rex also, I, he was, I was going to do scajoring with him too. And so he was hooked up to me. And so he's pulling me, I'm falling down. I can't take the leash off him because he's just pulling me. It, it was just an absolute nightmare. Um, and so like, I, I just was hoping that I'd be like, oh yeah, snowboard so I can pick up skiing pretty easily. And right. it, it's not been the case. Every time I go out like Nordic, I'll go down. I have some fat Nordic skis. They're like a hundred centimeters. Um, and that actually it's a hundred centimeters when I, uh, or no, it's, oh my God, dude. It's 100 millimeters wide. And so I'm messing that up too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Those are fat skis, bro. If you have 100 centimeters of fat skis, you're on a fucking snowboard. Like you're literally, probably more than that. <laughs> because I think, the, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, they're in centimeters. It's 270 centimeters. That's what a, uh, whatever is in. The probe? Yeah. So yeah. fucking me, I'm I'm riding 200 <laughs> centimeter wide skis. Oh my god, dude. Uh, anyway, 200 millimeter, 100 millimeter. I'm just gonna fucking stop talking at this point. <laughs> and I thought skiing was gonna be easier than it was. That's that's what I. Thought. That was the point. And yeah, that's the no. whole point of it. And it, it now, wasn't. Anybody that's listening to this and is deciding between snowboarding and skiing, and they want to get into backcountry stuff, pick up the skis. <laughs> Do the skis. Yeah. Because a split board is so inefficient compared to skis, in my opinion, because you mm-hmm. got to like, you know, put it together and do this and that. And then you get the issue when you're on, you know, on those like small dips at the end or whatever. Um, it's still possible split boarding and it's still a, lot, a good time. Like, I don't want to learn how to ski at this point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and so, but it's still, it's still a great time split boarding. But like, if you are getting into it, choose a ski. I would, I would do that. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing too. I mean, because I'm on that part where I'm like, I don't know, man. That's why I picked up the tele ski setup because it was just like on a cheap one. I was like, maybe I'll learn a tele ski. Um, Interesting. I don't know. You know it sounds like a disaster now. Um, how old are you? I'm 27. So you're like my age. How old are you? Well, I'm 30. I just turned 30. Okay. Well, I'm Damn. a little bit younger. You know, I'm a you know I'm a bit of a young buck. <laughs> <laughs> so. I feel like when we were younger, I feel like snowboarding was the shit. Oh yeah, dude. It was, it was awesome. I was a big skateboarder too. So I went, I was just like, yeah, I'm naturally going to snowboard then. 1090 yeah. avalanche. You had like SSX tricky. Yes, exa- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like snowboarding was more. Yeah. So like that was the thing to get into. So I learned in high school and that was the Midwest. Like nobody skied in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And now you get out West, a lot of skiers. A lot of good oh, yeah. skiers too. A lot of them are usually the mountain guides. They, you know, they know what's up. Where you live is it very anti-snowboard? I would. I say. Well, um, I don't know about. I don't really hang at the resorts because I'm too freaking ass cheap. There's a lot of snowboarders at the resorts, but mm-hmm. it's like at that point you're just riding a lift up. So like, what's the point of having to be efficient in the backcountry? You don't need to be. You mm-hmm. know, at that point it's probably you know, but. Whenever I go backcountry stuff, it's like me and my other buddy that are snowboarders and everybody else is a freaking skier. So they're like trying to pull us, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Oh, damn. Yeah. Dude, yeah. It's embarrassing. It's like, it's embarrassing, man. Uh, You know? Yeah, man. You got this 270 centimeter inch wide (laughs) snowboard. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, for me, it's a fucking nightmare. People can't even ski next to me. It's like, and I can, can't even imagine going through trees. Yeah. I can't do trees with that thing. That's yeah, so fast. Right. Yeah. I know, dude. I know. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. But it's so. easy to balance. When you're at that point, you're just like riding down a, your own mini avalanche. Um, True. Easy to balance. Yep. Now, one thing I do hear about skis is their knee problems. It's easier to screw up your knee. So, yeah. No, I, I've heard that too. And, and that's why it worries me about this, right. the Nordic stuff, because there's no release um, on the skis. And even the telly ski, I don't think there's any release on it. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, if you get really majorly hurt in Nordic skiing, you're kind of like, what are you bit doing? of a puss. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, my my Nordic skis are are like not typical though. They're like these mini backcountry ones because they have the skins actually like on them. The skins like three quarters of it, um, which right. means it's not terribly good at gliding, but it's good at climbing. Um, yeah, that's so cool though. Those are really cool. That's yeah. yeah I, I just did to do my dog. It's like nothing that's sick or intense, but like you know, it's something to get out there with your your dog. It's, just, yeah. it's hard to go backcountry stuff with your. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do. It. I would be too nervous if I would be snowboarding with Rex. Right. And I mean, it's, it, they're more efficient than uh, snowshoes too. You know? Oh yeah, exactly. Cause you still got the surface area where you're spreading that around and like, you know, you can stay above the snow, but then you get to, yeah, you get to glide occasionally. It's just more fun for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Rex agrees. If Rex you heard agrees, that, he, gets it. he agrees. He loves it. Um, wait, so I, do you think that like, uh, oh man, what was I going to ask you? I had a question lined up and now I just forgot it. Yeah. Um, damn it's too bad it's too bad when that happens i'm still caught up on my fucking my my mistakes here i'm just like making a absolute... hey bro don't get too hard don't get too down on yourself you're just getting back into the podcast game again I'm just getting back to the podcast get, game yeah knock, knock off the rust dude you've been like killing it though like that's what i wanted to talk about like you've been going out now are you focusing more on like tiktok instagram or are you still focused on heavily on youtube good question uh mostly all of them. I do like a YouTube video a week and, and then I'm just really repurposing my short form TikToks into YouTube shorts and then Instagram reels. So I just kind of have like a content calendar and I'm trying to post like every day on Instagram and TikTok at least five days a week. And then yeah, with YouTube, just once a, once a week, I would say my passion lies in the YouTube videos. I really enjoy making and creating the longer form content. I think that is yeah my my passion however it's hard to get good reach on youtube right now um at least i haven't figured it out totally yet so i'm waiting for one to like real really crack off <laughs> i mean i've heard it happens i mean i feel like if anything it's gonna happen soon for you i feel yeah. like yeah. it's always that one video and then people are just like oh yeah hell yeah here we go well i've seen i used to work with this company and they uploaded a youtube short which is basically a tiktok right and they got like uh they got like a hundred a million views on this thing and they got like a hundred thousand subscribers off of oh, that man yeah so imagine that on youtube like a hundred thousand subscribers how long that takes for an average person to get that's crazy dude and they just got it off of one youtube short and they like don't even really do long form content it's yeah, it's quite, pretty nuts. That is, that's, that's actually insane. That's a lot yeah. of people. It is, because um, I just saw them. They got, like, their silver play button. Oh, very cool. I know. Yeah. I'm like, damn, dude. Good for them, but I'm trying to get on that. 
Yeah. Well, how many subscribers? I mean, you don't have to answer. How many subscribers do you have? I don't know why that's a personal. For me, that sounded like a personal question. How many subscribers um, do you have on YouTube? How many people like you on YouTube? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have four. I have one thousand four hundred and ninety. Nice. So it's it constantly has been going up, and I've seen it trending up more too. Again, because the store or the uh, the uh, YouTube Shorts get good reach, and um, and then I've also noticed a pattern when you upload educational YouTube videos, they get a lot of reach as well. Because you know it's the second most searched search engine in the world next to Google when you go on YouTube something. Which makes so that makes sense. I don't really enjoy making that type of content. Like I said, I like the, the telling the story, the movie kind of thing. Sure. But I'll do it every now and then to to get the to get the subs and help out people. So yeah. So you like to be like when you're out there doing the activity, just showing it and allowing yeah. for people to live through you. Yeah. 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 I. It's just fun to like look back on it. Um, because you're probably going to make it anyways, regardless, like you'd probably make it for yourself yeah. anyway. No, that's, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I mean, I don't have that many YouTube subscribers right now, but I yeah. still enjoy making. And I mean, that's where I spend the most time is shooting the video. It's a pain in the ass when you do it, you know, editing the video takes a long time. And it's not like you get like that much of a return out of it, mm-hmm. but I do it. Yeah. It's like one of those things where I would do it like for free. But mm-hmm. I would like to get paid if anybody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because it's a lot of time. Like, that's what I feel about even just doing a, a podcast. It's like, it's, I mean, minimally for podcast editing is like, or podcast editing is very minimal. Um, I'm sure you can get like more technical with it. But like, compared to YouTube video, regardless, it's right. less. It's just an audio file. Right. Um, but it's still something. Like, it takes it takes some time to get it down and like to upload it and whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, the the one thing too that's like useful is like because when I asked you, I was like, "Hey, can I get a copy of this video?" Because I'll post it on my YouTube. But it's like how Gary—I don't know if you ever follow Gary V, but he always talks about like making micro content out of your longest form content. So yeah. like for you, like making reels of you know 120 <laughs> yard freaking <laughs> avalanche probes yeah, and yeah putting that on an instagram reel or whatever and you know and then also plugging your podcast or whatever but so you don't have to keep recreating stuff coming up with ideas all the time you can actually like spread it out over other yeah. areas that's that's really smart that's something that I'm, I'm terrible at that like i you yeah, know and and i just need to do it oh yeah i feel like you're good at it though i mean because you've got like a ton of reach on instagram well I, I would say a ton of reach i don't know everyone can always say you know I'm sure you think somebody else is like a ton more reach, yeah. uh, um, but I feel like you have a ton of reach on Instagram and I don't even know how many um, people you reach on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's been good. I got in at the right time on TikTok for sure. And then uh, yeah, Instagram has just been playing up reels. So like I said, I've just been cross promoting my TikToks onto my reels. So <laughs> like, yeah, but I also like on both of them, I always, and I think this is where some creators, um, w- what they don't do, but I always make like every morning when I wake up, I do my morning routine or whatever, but then I always spend like 30 minutes responding to like everybody, yeah. DMs, comments, everything. And I think that's a good, it might not be good, like short-term, like spending time, maybe, I don't know, but like long-term, I think it's, I think it's something that, that works out well for 
for creators because you're giving a lot you know you're giving a lot to i mean that's a lot of time dude i mean it's like every morning and this you know it's a lot of stuff to go through but you try to be as helpful as you can you know mm-hmm. and establish that relationship but yeah I, I don't know i don't know how common it is but that's something gary v always talked about too well i think it's important because like you're just a human too and like to humanize yeah. yourself I yeah. think it's tough. I, and I think it's like, that's a good way to do it. And so people, yeah. and people feel good about themselves and someone else reaches out to them and like, yeah. Oh man, you're reaching yeah. out to me. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a simple thing to do. It's like, it's just a simple thing to do. And I think, I think you can get caught up to where you're like, dude, I just don't have time to do it, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But um, to me, I, I put it as a priority. Cause I think, it, I think it's a good, like, yeah, like you said, it makes, makes people feel good. <laughs> It seems like you've been doing a lot of like crossover content with like uh Harris Hiker and uh Oh yeah. Have you been doing anything else with other people? Yeah. Is, so, is it Harris know, Hiker? Am I wrong? Harris, Harris Hikers, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So she dude, she, holy shit, man. So here's one thing too. Make sure you're changing your passwords and um things like that. So she, her account got hacked. Her Instagram. She had like 36k oh my uh, god followers. Yeah. And it got hacked. And then the guy was like, uh, demanding payment to get it back. And she tried hitting up Instagram. She had her followers hit up Instagram from TikTok. Instagram was just getting hit with all this stuff. Weeks went by, weeks went by and she never got it back, dude. So she was like, to me, she's like, Hey, like, make sure you're doing this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was freaked out. So I'm changing all my shit like right away, you know. Of course, I have like the same goddamn password for everything, <laughs> <laughs> with another exclamation point on it, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I'm changing all this stuff, but yeah. So she's like rebuilding her Insta right now, kind of crazy. But yeah, so I've yeah collabed with her. She reached out. Um, and who else? I think that's kind of like maybe the only like formal one besides the gal that picked me up and uh Buena Vista uh she's very big as well what the heck's her hiking honey on TikTok she's really good okay and then I met uh the through hikers on TikTok and Instagram I don't know if Tim and Renee the uh they're, hikers they're huge. oh the the CDT people the two yeah. the couple going on the CDT oh yeah. yeah they are I've seen them on TikTok yeah. a few times yeah so get this you know IB Tat yeah dude yeah so the the same freaking day I get out of Breck, I have a late start and I'm going up and see IB. I run into Ivy Tat, talk with him for like 20 minutes, get a <laughs> selfie, you know, get up to the top of the pass or no, I'm getting towards the top of the pass. See Tim and Renee. So t- talk with them, snap some pictures over, then just get clobbered by another storm. Cause I was like so late to the top of the pass Dang. Yeah, and had to stay in copper mountain. <laughs> I was like, screw it. Oh, dude, that's awesome though. I mean, that's a cool yeah. thing. That was cool. <laughs> do you, do you feel like there's, or has there any been, has there been anybody that has recognized you like in the real uh, world? I honestly, uh, just a couple times. And one was kind of recent at a climbing gym and then, oh, really? but, yeah, but then dude, it looked <laughs> I really look like an idiot because <laughs> I'm at this climbing gym and like, uh, and then she's like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Blah, blah. This is cool. We were like talking a little bit. And then of course, like we're cl- kind of climbing next to each other. We're on like a top rope. Oh my God, dude. I tried to send a way too hard of a route, <laughs> like way too hard for me right now. 
<laughs> and dude, I'm sitting up there in this rope and people are trying to like get up around me too, like on these other routes, but I'm kind of like swinging into them. Dude, it was a nightmare. I was up there for like 25 minutes. I finally completed after I'm just gassed. And like, I come down and she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. And she does it in like five minutes. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, dang. I probably just lost a follower. <laughs> I look so stupid dude yeah but anyway yeah no it's not not really that common but um yeah i was i was thinking maybe like on the the colorado trail maybe but yeah only t- only tim and renee knew me actually which is kind of ironic oh, that's kind of cool though because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we followed each other and stuff so that's cool yeah. as a community um do you talk because yeah. I, I like hiker royalty i mean i just i like the, yeah. their memes i don't even yeah. at first i thought hiker royalty was a girl i didn't even know oh is um, it a guy it's a guy, right? right? I have no idea. Okay, I have no idea either. I, I thought it was a guy. Well, there, there's two meme accounts, right? It's like Hiker Royalty and then someone else. There's another one too that's a good one, I think. Hiker Royalty and then... Oh, there's the, uh, uh, a Hood Rat Hiking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, her. I think I've, I've talked with her a little bit, but I haven't Hiker Royalty. But they've reposted maybe. Yeah. They got good stuff though. Yeah. <laughs> They're super funny. <laughs> It's crazy. It seems like, I don't know like how it is, but it seems like there's like a little community with uh, the you know, hiking influencers are like, not like, it's right. like a more like low key kind of chill influencer yeah, totally. uh, thing. It uh, totally is. Yeah. Yeah. It seems I like there's th- a good community, I guess, but do you guys communicate at all or? A little bit. I, I do a little bit more on, <clears throat> on TikTok with some other people, but um, because yeah, there's some, like yeah i guess tiktok's more of the place where i do that on and that's kind of even rare too but like the ones that i had that like hiking honey harris hikers and stuff like we'll bounce ideas off of each other and stuff it's really cool to like talk with other people in the space and like see what they're experiencing and stuff because because like you can't really like google anything like how to be a (laughs) you know or like yeah you have no idea what you're doing. I mean, no idea. So like, it's really helpful to, to do that by land Emery. Yeah. What's his name? Emery Wang Wagner. Um, he does the Byland podcast, which is a really good podcast. I oh, nice. With him a little bit. He actually is working with Darwin now. At okay. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's good to, good to have that group, but, but like, you know, uh, like Juliana Chauncey, like, or like those yeah. guys, like, I don't, yeah, I've never really talked with them. Do you have to go here soon? No. Okay. No, I was just, I was wondering where my phone was though. <laughs> so, anyway. Do you um worry about getting that big? Like, do you worry um, or do you have any concern about getting bigger like that? No, that's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the goal. I think for me, uh, I think like, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what the downside of that would be. Well, I guess I'd be concerned. So this is, I guess I didn't really phrase it right too. Cause like, I, do you worry that like at that point, you're such a brand that you worry about your own actions and then you feel like you can't be authentic um, when you're out on, on trail or out wherever doing just recreating um, feel like you always have to be on. Good question, dude. That is a good question. Yeah, I think I think that would be a concern. I think Darwin has talked about that a little bit in yeah. some of his podcasts, which is super interesting. And I know he's gotten burned by like some companies and things like that. And, and so I think for me, like, 
if someone doesn't like me or like what I'm doing, then I don't really want them as a follower in the first place because like they're not probably going to engage with my stuff anyways type of thing. Yeah. You know, like, so that's where I've kind because I used to be really concerned about that. And like, I was like, oh, like I need to only post this type of content for this type of person because it's such a huge audience. And like, I can't really say this. Like I'd always like do something about like trail runners versus boots or whatever, you know, yeah. and I'm always like a trail runner fan. And people would just light me up for not wanting to wear boots. And I would, it would like make me feel bad. Like I was like, yeah, am I like a bad person? <laughs> but then I'm just like, I, like I never take the time out of my day to like go and like throw shade at somebody online. Like you got to be like really like kind of like yeah. in a messed up place and stuff. And so, yeah, if you don't like me or you don't want to follow me, like that's fine. Like I, it's really cool. Like when I post something, like I'll post like a book quote or something that like resonates with me. And then I'll get like a ton of people like giving me the 100 or smiley face or what book is this, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, dude, these are my people, man. Like, yeah. Cause that's like the type of person that I want to hang out with. Um, because I've really like the last like year, dude, like, really distance myself from just people that I don't and it's so cliche to say but it's like people I don't want to like be like or like just I don't want to like talk about other people I want to talk about like my future and like being successful and blah 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 and like you realize like this good energy that comes when you hang with those types of people versus this other type of person and like I want people that like build my energy type of thing yeah well I think like it's interesting like you are from the Midwest. I'm also from the Midwest. We're both from the Midwest. And it's like That's hard right. to Where do. Where from again? I'm from uh, Michigan, East Lansing area, Okemos. Well, see, this is why it makes sense that we're both snowboarders. Yeah, exactly, man. It's my theory. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, so like we're like, I feel like I'm getting into some of this outdoor recreation stuff a little bit later. Um, but I think that was, that's what makes you like like approachable. It's like you are learning right. with everybody else. And it's amazing to me like how much like you've really gotten after it like how you've like just taken on like split boarding and like right. mountaineering and stuff, I think is like pretty cool. Um, right. Cause it's like intimidating when you just think these people have been doing it their whole life. You're like, well, there's no way I can do this then everyone's doing their whole life. And then you see somebody else who's like also from the Midwest and just like, okay, maybe I do have hope, you know, maybe I can do this something. Um, That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And like a lot of, a lot of these outdoor sports, you can like pick up fairly, it's not like a sport you have to be doing like your entire, you know, your entire life, like fricking basketball or something like that. I'm never going to be good at basketball, but like, (laughs) you know, you really can, you don't have to be that athletic to do like some of this stuff, man. Like, you know, yeah. Just have the the determination. I mean, how how did you go about getting into um, like split boarding and stuff? Did you just first you're like, I got to meet people or like, what did you do? What are the steps you did? So it's one of those things of like, you meet the people that are gonna, that are better than you. Right. So I had a buddy and that I had met him only this year or last year. And the first thing we did was we climbed middle sister together in Oregon. First day we meet. He has, he's on a split board. I didn't have a split board at that time. And I'm just in my shoes, whatever we summit, have a great time. And I'm like, that's pretty bitching. I want to get one of those. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I'm like hitting him up on all this stuff. And it was just really because like, I had a buddy that had a split board. Right. But it was also because like, dude, I need to have a winter sport because I can't just sit around and, and do something. I need to like stay in condition. Uh, and it just seemed like a great parallel to, 
have a low impact, but also have a ton of fun and do summits and stuff like that. But so, yeah, so through him, like I meet these other, you know, other people now to like Mount Hood last weekend when I went and climbed that, I just post in the Facebook group, which I knew I was probably going to get some shade. I was like, <laughs> who's climbing Mount Hood? You know, there's a person that's like, oh, everybody and their mother this weekend, blah, blah. But this guy like hits me up and come to find out he's a rock climber, you know, like um, he's like a traditional rock climber and all this. And he skis, of course, but whatever. We climb it together, blah, blah, blah. But like, that's like somebody I'm going to go rock climbing with now. Like I'm going to hit him up and I want to like learn from him. So it's like, I think for me, it's like all about finding people that are better than you in all these different categories. Yeah. And then like hanging out with them for like a couple of days and like, dude, you learned so much. Like just from Brent, the splitboard guy, like, dude, I don't know how much time I've wasted putting my splitboard on the ground and trying to fit it together to put the bindings back on and, and do everything like that. Rather than what you got to do is just hold it like up in the air and then slide it in together. And dude, it's like, hundred times faster and he showed me this i was like oh my god it's just one of those things with a mentor you know yeah well i think like it takes a few things like it takes getting over the social anxiety of like oh yeah asking somebody or like someone's gonna judge you because you don't know and then it takes also like humbling yourself to not be good at something yes yes um, and those two things are like really hard to get over i mean so what do you tell somebody who's struggling with that uh, well, first do jujitsu because you'll get your ass kicked <laughs> yeah. for months and months and months and months and months. No, I'm just kidding. But that is one way. Um, the so yeah, the social anxiety, that's, that's a tough one. I guess you got to ask yourself, like, why are you so concerned about what they're going to think about you type of thing? Um, and then what was the other one? Um, yeah. Like, how do you humble yourself to not be like, you know, yeah. cause like we're all good at something yeah, for sure. And at a certain age, it's just like, I don't want to relearn something and be bad yeah. at something. And look, um, yeah, I think like to progress in life, you need to learn different things, you yeah. know? And, and I think like, once you stop learning, like you die type of mm-hmm. thing. And you're right though. I mean, a lot of people just, I mean, that's a comfortable thing, not having to learn something. Um, and just continuing with whatever it is that you've been doing for years and years and years. I think like, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question. It's, it's a certain mentality for sure. It's, it's, it's a get better mentality. Do you want to get better or do you want to stay where you're at type of thing? And for me, it's just like, I want to enjoy life and to enjoy life. You've got to learn how to do new things yeah. type of thing. And I want to be like, as you know, you always hear this, but like, I want to be like as, best as I can and that's just one of the ways that I can do it is like learning these different skills but you know all these things they all kind of parallel each other right the mountaineering and rock climbing kind of parallel each other and then splitboard you know like splitboarding running trail running hiking through hiking like you're bringing all these elements in and so like you're like a hybrid like freaking mountain athlete at some point you know you just like you have all these skills to draw from you know because like from through hiking you and i know like what foods to eat we know like how many miles we can do like what's realistic on the trail how long like dead reckoning like how long it can take us to get to a certain place and you can take that in different areas now into mountaineering so when you're walking now with crampons okay we got a little more weight but like maybe i'll use the same food this is how much water i should bring right and so it's super interesting like that that's 
yeah no that is true like how much things cross over and things that you don't you wouldn't even think crossed over yeah um, like i wouldn't even think like okay i did a through hike maybe now i can do an ultra but now it's like well i probably can do an ultra now 100 percent. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's i think that is pretty cool um it's really tough i mean i, I struggle with that too it's like i don't know i want to get into climbing and it's like oh man well those guys are so good and like they're gonna judge me and i'm not very good and i'm gonna i don't know it's tough yeah. but you just gotta do it. it it is you just have to do it it's just like when you take your first step on your through hike like yeah it, it's just like you and you always hear this it's like you have to just take the first step which is always the freaking hardest but like you always meet whenever you like so say you want to go climbing right like yeah you go there by yourself you don't know anybody you always like end up meeting someone that's like yeah at your level or like a little bit better than you or way better than you but like you become friends with them you hang with that group and then all of a sudden you're better at climbing that's just the way it goes like every time that's happened to me with things like that so yeah it's dropping the ego for sure yeah i mean and that you know it happens to me too for sure especially when you think you're good at something like snowboarding like (laughs) my buddy brent's like i'm like dude like you know so yeah i think that's where you gotta draw from the hiker trash and that's what i always get back to is like whenever i'm dealing with something like that i draw back to through hiking it's like i don't care man don't really care if you you're uh laughing at me i've i've made a fool of myself way worse um right right Right. I've had my ball sack hanging on my pants. So I mean, like, I can't get lower than that. Right. Well, and you can also like draw on like some of those accomplishments you have done. Like, dude, you've hiked the the AT dude and the CT. It's like, it's pretty badass. And so like, whenever I think like someone's like making fun of me or whatever, or they, you know, I'm like, I'm always like, yeah, but I did this and that, like I'm good in this area where they would not be as good as I am. Mm-hmm. you know and so that's something maybe to remind yourself of too yeah we all have we all have something that we're good at oh, yeah. some other people suck at right um so going i uh, just have a few more questions because i'm sure you have to get going i do appreciate you coming back on the podcast dude i love it i love um, it man so a few questions first on the ct is like what are some things that like because i know some advice that you wish you would have gotten um or some advice for future ct hikers um that's a good question well you gave me great advice i appreciate (laughs) that so listen to your podcast that number one advice for the ct i would say that um you know the biggest thing for the biggest hurdle for me was the thunderstorms i think um so expect that you know think about what your strategy is going to be for that and don't get discouraged if it stops you for a couple hours of hiking or whatever um definitely the cow section i would say make you know bring some kind of secondary filter some tabs or something just in case there's nothing no kind of trail magic in that section i wish i would have known that and then i would say if you have the time go to hitch into some of those trail towns because they're super cool like I didn't really have that much time to do it, but like everybody knew what was going on and they knew you were a CT hiker and they, you know, you're kind of like a, a mini celebrity. <laughs> it's freaking dope, bro. Yeah. You know? Um, and then, yeah, the first hundred miles suck. So that's, yeah. that's the other thing I would say, <laughs> but yeah, it gets way better after that. Yeah. And like, for those that don't know, a secondary water filter you could do is like Aquamira, um, yeah. which is like 15 bucks and it's like 30 gallons or something. And I'm, 
And I'm being serious. It actually is like 30 gallons this time. So <laughs> it filters about 30 gallons. So that one's true. <laughs> <laughs> you can trust Bro. me on that one. Um, I love it. I love it. Are those the tabs? No. And the tabs are great too. Like you have the iodine tabs, but those like, yeah. I always have an issue with those because they dye my platypus or camelback, okay. whatever. And they have a little bit of an like, aftertaste and there's usually like only like 15, 20 tabs in them or whatever. Um, and you okay. can also get chlorine tabs as well, but there's usually like what, 20 tabs or something. Okay. Aquamira okay. is a little, the one downside Aquamira is like you have two different things that you squirt into like a small little uh, cylinder container and you got to wait five minutes for those to react and then you pour it into your water and then you wait like 15 to 30 minutes um i always wait 30 just because i don't know i get scared um okay cool but that's the downside you got to wait but that's something that you can take as like a backup filter to your sawyer squeeze if you're yeah, just like something lightweight or something yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and then so it sounds like you've got the wind river high route do you have anything else planned this summer is that that's the big thing uh so yeah, I'm not doing like a long, long through hike. Um, I'm gonna do the yeah, the Wind River High Route, which is like hundred miles. Yeah, but that's sick. And that is, is a through hike, and that's like a badass one. I wanna do that. It's on the radar yeah. for sure. Yeah, dude. We'll have to do a podcast on that one. <laughs> Get back. Uh yeah, so I have that one. And then I'm uh my bigger I think my biggest thing though this year is the uh hundred mile ultra. So I have that planned for Oh nice. Yeah, August twenty sixth, I think. So got that and so everything's kind of revolving around that training but i think i'm just going to be doing like a lot of the cascade volcanoes so like rainier baker Mm -hmm. and do a lot of summits and peak bagging up in the north cascades and uh yeah and a lot of trail running i think that's i think that's what it's going to be this year training for a hundred what are you doing like how many what's your biggest mile day now like how do you how do you do that freaking good question dude right yeah well so I actually am doing that four by four by 48 Goggins. David I saw Goggins that. Challenge. Yeah. 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 So that's around when I'm starting my training actually. Um, so I think that's going to be good for like the sleep deprivation aspect, yeah. but otherwise I think they, in the plan that I have, it's a very rough plan, but it's like a 50 mile race to do. I did that last year and I don't know if I want to sign up for another one. So I'll probably just do like the Timberline trail, which is like 43 miles around mm-hmm. Mount Hood. Um, and then just mix in some 50 K's and stuff like that. But I think, I think I'm going to do the wind river high route, high route about a month out. And I think that's oh, a nice. really good. Yeah. Like, I think it's such a good trip, like a hundred miles for the week, you know, with a bag up and down at elevation. That's to me, you're on your feet all day. That to mm-hmm. me sounds like a hundred mile race. Uh, minus the sleep deprivation so i think i need to work something in with another sleep deprivation somewhere around there um and then yeah i think i'll be good but it's like yeah how the hell do you train for 100 <laughs> i have no idea i just think you just gotta fucking send it you just send it and then i yeah. don't know yeah. i mean you gotta do some sort of training i don't think you could like not no. go into it without any sort of training Couch as, 100. Yeah. yeah at some point um you do just have to send it i feel like yeah yeah so dude it's gonna be an experience like i'm super pumped for it like it's gonna be freaking hard what hundred is it it's called the cascade lakes 100 um and the cool thing (laughs) and the cool thing is is that it's it's kind of in central oregon around the bend oregon area oh beautiful which is kind of like where my ex's family lives oh dang i know like when i have to dig deep i'm just gonna be like oh (laughs) yeah like god 
there you go. <laughs> Got to fight those demons a little bit. So, do you think it's be... gonna pump you up or it's gonna like? Oh yeah. Uh, it's okay. Good. Good. No, yeah. I, I am, I am, I actually have a wall. Well, I have a wall of names that <laughs> I actually put in my weight room that I look at sometimes when I'm uh, struggling. Yeah. It's my uh, wall of hate. I call. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, dude, you got to have those thoughts to push you through. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. Yeah. yeah. So that's the so. Um, thing. What was that? The Goggins challenge. It's Goggins, right? Goggins. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It's like four miles every four hours for forty-eight hours. Correct. And forty-eight. And then, yeah, and then it totals forty-eight miles. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. So it starts. What it starts on a eight p.m. on friday oh people March. are doing it together yeah that's like the co- really cool thing man like is he had a post and he was like hey like doing this blah blah blah. i'm gonna be running from somewhere in california to somewhere else and he's like some of these celebrities are doing it with them seeing if they can hang or whatever and and yeah so it's like a, a specific start time 8 p.m pacific and then just every four hours after that so oh, 12 dang. 4 8 yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. Like, if you want to get into it, dude, it'd be it'd be actually pretty bitching. Like, to I don't know, I don't know how I'm gonna record it or whatever I'm gonna do because it's gonna be hard. You know, it's like one of those things where it's so hard. Like, yeah, do I try to record myself <laughs> because that's gonna make it even harder? Um, well, what so are you gonna do? Know. Are you gonna go like camping somewhere? Or are you just like gonna go go back home and then rest yeah. or whatever? Okay, but and that's the thing, dude. Right? Like, you gotta think about it. Like, at first, I was like, oh, you're gonna get four hours of sleep but you don't get four hours of sleep because you're going to no. be running for 20, 30 minutes. Then you get home then you got to try to wind down or eat or whatever. And then you try to go to sleep. Then you got to wake up again and do it. And so every time, you know, I always wake up at least once because I'm 30 and have to pee <laughs> in the middle of the night. And, you know, it's always like 4am or something. I'm like, dude, imagine having to run right now. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah that's, that'd be miserable I, I don't know i'd be worried i'd oversleep at one of those like oh uh, really points yeah nah. I, I guess i'd be so worried i wouldn't sleep i think that would be the thing as I, I would be like oh shit i don't want to oversleep so i won't sleep uh some people just say to stay up for most of the time yeah it's like the easier thing to do that'd be know. gnarly wait so what day is it do you know or i guess you probably don't know off the top of your head is it like the spring it is march i think fifth oh march 5th it's it's march march 4 march 4 is when it starts friday night <clears throat> oh, and dang. then to, to the 6th and then uh dude i have a, I have a buddy again buddy that i just i randomly commented on a mountaineering thing and i've talked with him for like two years now over instagram I've never met him <laughs> in real life he's lives in reno now and I was telling him about it. He's like, oh man, I can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. I got to be working. Blah, blah, blah. I have like these things, whatever. Dude, he's going to be doing it and like working. Like he's going to have to, I don't know. He was telling me how he had this <laughs> whole thing figured out. I mean, it, this thing is a hell of a charade, but he's going to pull it off. I'm like, dude, you are a stud, man. Like he's got to drive back and forth here and there and work there and do this and do that. And I'm like, bro, I'm just going to be a leech all weekend <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> so oh, yeah. i kind of want to do it man i might do it i don't know i have to take off work off the my sister's trying to come out to visit me so i hope it's not the weekend she's trying to come out let's that'd go be... dude it'd be so cool to do like a podcast in the middle of it when we're like just dead <laughs> but that might be bad for the brand <laughs> for me <laughs> yeah. 
might say yeah, something I, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I say something stupid every episode, so it's all right for me. <laughs> Sweet man. Well, that's I'm I'm pumped for that. Do you yeah. so? Before we go, because I got to get going here too. Rex is uh, staring me down. Um, do you have anything you'd like to share? And how can people also get a hold of you, follow you? Yes. Um, yeah. I appreciate it, dude. Um, yeah, I would say anything that I'd want to share. Dude, we covered up a, a lot of good stuff. First of all, I love talking with you. You're yeah, great man. dude. You're a great dude. Um, well, thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. You are too. I'm glad that you're getting back into the podcast. And let me know. I will be on anyone at any time uh yeah i would just say to leave it with people is find that group of people you want to be like become friends with them and then two just even in one year you're going to be dramatically different i'll tell you that but uh for me yeah uh chattahoochee instagram tiktok and chad Lubinsky on youtube and that's it for me boom sweet man well thanks for coming on and uh I'm going to end the recording right now. Just going to say something.